Hey guys, this is me. Did you move today? A tu bouge aujourd'hui? J'ai mes chistes d'aujourd'hui. Et vous êtes mauvais d'aujourd'hui. I'm super excited to have Megan here as a guest. So if you are interested and passionate about movement and food, this is the time. Check this out. Again, welcome to the Did You Move Today podcast and let's get started. Hey, Megan. Hi. Perfect. Can you hear me? Yes. Awesome. Great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so welcome to my podcast. I'm very excited to have you here. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Great. So Megan is a plant-based chef and aspiring yoga and meditation teacher. Um, she does all these things because she wants to see people being fulfilled by what they eat and what they do with their bodies. Um, eating more plants is one of the best things you can do for your body and your environment, she said. So Megan, again, I'm super excited to be here. Um, and let's get started. Okay. Perfect. So why the name Radical Larder? Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Great. So why the name? Because I was like trying to find, you know, you know, trying to think about what it is. Um, and so a larder is a room or a large cupboard for storing food. And Radical as a person who advocates through or complete political or social reform. That's according to Google, right? So I'm just like trying to see why radical larder. I feel like radical can also mean something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, so my idea isn't radical necessarily, but it is in the way that uh, most people are not eating in this manner uh, oh, okay. whole organic uh, local ingredients all plant based um, that's not the typical American diet I would say so it's radical in that it's trying to create an awareness around uh, eating more plants and then also the integrated nature of movement and nourishment great great i was checking your website and, and let me tell you your website is actually pretty amazing okay. um it's radlarder.com and um it's awesome how you bring together movement and food which i personally think that they are so connected so I'm, again I'm, i'm i'm excited to have you here mm -hmm. could you take me to your movement journey like how did you start to do yoga when did that even happen or did you okay. play any sports before then i i'm very interested in, in knowing how so the first time i did yoga i was probably about 14 it was my aunt who introduced me to it um and I carried that with me throughout the last years, you know, the past years of my life mm -hmm. because I was a swimmer in high school and college and uh, always have been pretty active. But uh, yoga is something that has always, you know, been there to supply that extra flexibility and the focus inward and, Uh, it's it's more than just about movement. There's also uh, tuning into yourself that happens with yoga very deliberately. 
that I think is really has been really powerful for me um, through participating in sports and every every facet of my life, really. And so this year, I really have been able to focus on that. And uh, I just have gone through the 200 hour teacher training, which at Moksha, it's pretty extensive. And um, a lot of information. Uh, And it's been really exciting to be able to learn about the deep roots of yoga and what it really means and practicing yoga every day now as I have been for the last like since March um, you really get in tune with your body and uh, what how it reacts to what you eat how it reacts to your practice how it interacts with uh, the moon cycles and all kinds of things that you can become in tune with when you turn your attention inward every day now when did you like right i was in your website i see that you practice ashtanga right ashtanga and vinyasa and hatha of course you do meditation and breath work yeah um and you also have your um a aas from kendall college yes so how did when did you when did you decide it like hey i want to you know, become a chef. And uh, because I know you've worked in the restaurant industry, you work in the restaurant industry for, for about for six couple, years, six years. Yeah. So like for a couple of years, how, how when did you, dis- when did that, in- when did that happen? So um, I was a teacher for a while. Um, straight out of college, I went directly into the Peace Corps as an, uh, an education volunteer and uh, a lot of what I did while I was in Gambia, which was, it's in West Africa, mm-hmm. where I was stationed. Um, a lot of it came back to cooking. And my family happened to be really into food and cooking. So we would really, that was something we shared uh, through my two years of service. And then I came back and I taught for a little while. And then I had this realization that that just was not going to be for me, at least not in the traditional classroom with kids setting. Mm -hmm. And so I moved into the nonprofit sector and I worked at America's Scores, which is soccer and poetry together. And they would do potlucks every now and again, and I would bring food and I would be really excited about my lunch every day. And people that I worked with noticed this and they were like, Megan, why don't you do this as your career? And that thought had never occurred to me until that very moment. And then I started to think about it and I was like, okay, well, let me work in a restaurant and see if I even really like that professional work environment. So I worked at a small family owned restaurant that's now closed. Um, But I got a taste of every aspect of the kitchen. It was very small and the chef just threw me into every situation there without any experience whatsoever working in a restaurant. So Mm -hmm. I thank him for that. Um, But uh, it did give me the sense that I would enjoy working in restaurants. So I pursued my 
uh, associates at Kendall College and then started working at Old Town Social. I was really intrigued by charcuterie and butchery of whole animals. And um, we did everything from scratch there. And I learned how to work a line. Uh, I learned a lot about charcuterie and uh, how to like manage a kitchen, what that looks like. Um, and then the management changed around there and it wasn't as pleasant to work there. So I left after a year as the sous chef and then went to Longman and Eagle where I did desserts and uh, worked on the line very minimally. I did not enjoy that very much. <laughs> there was not a lot of cooking involved in their line work. And uh, that kind of bothered me. That was like not really my thing. But I really enjoyed doing the desserts. It was, you know, I did all the prep for the station and then I plated all the desserts. It was really nice to see things from beginning to end. Sorry to interrupt you. I will love to eat all the desserts. I'm a desserts person. I'm yeah, like, I like everything. Too. But um, while I was working there, I just came to this realization. I was like, oh, my God, there's so much butter and cream and sugar. And, and after they've eaten a really rich meal, I don't think I don't think I, I don't want to be serving this to people. It's not what I want my powers as a cook to do. Mm -hmm. So I took a step back. Like I, I uh left that position and uh, I went on to work at Same Day Cafe for a little while, which was really small, two doors down from Longman and Eagle. And they have really great, simple, pretty like home tasting dishes, which I really liked. I really liked the atmosphere in there. And uh, it was a business that I could more see myself, like more of the size of what I could see myself doing eventually. Mm -hmm. So uh, I worked there for a, a little while and uh, wound up taking a position for my own business, the Radical Larder at Ipsento 606 doing their night program. So it was like a pop-up of my business in their establishment. So I could really play with whatever menu I wanted. And it was mm. amazing. And uh, eventually that turned into being plant-based. And I was like, yeah, I think that's the direction I'm going in. And then a little bit of time passed and I was like, the integration of movement and food, I think needs to be more prevalent in a lot in a, in a business concept so that's what i'm going for ultimately uh, i have some travel plans at the end of this year and then when i get back it's gonna i'm going to like put some roots down as a business establishment great incorporating those two things great i've, I've read that you're going to asia yes is it your first time in asia It would be, yes. I'm going, my That's brother's, amazing. 
Yeah, my brother's getting married in Thailand. Yes. December. And uh, I'm very excited to explore Thai massage, uh, Thai culture, see the food, uh, learn how how they make a lot of the food, which would be amazing. And then going to India to do yoga yoga and Ayurveda, mm-hmm. yeah, Ayurvedic treatments, which I'm really excited about that aspect. I've been wanting to uh, learn more about that firsthand for a really long time. And that is this, the southwest corner of India is like the center of the world for that. So I'm excited. That is very exciting. Yeah. Thailand is very, very, very beautiful. It changed the way that I think in so many ways. It, really? Drastically. That's awesome. And just, it, it's another, it's another world. I've never cool. been to Africa. I know you mentioned that you've been in, you lived in Gambia. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, I'm sure like it's, it's another way of seeing things. And for me, it all comes down to movement, right? To move yeah. and travel. And it's, it all comes down to, to that yeah I I love the this idea of like food and movement Mm -hmm. um and I've noticed how many people um including myself in the past how I used to work out so so much and move move so so much yeah but I was not eating well Mm -hmm. and then at some point I think that yeah at some point I was doing so many things teaching so much and then I got to a point that I was like I feel so weak Mm -hmm. and then I was like Andrea why are you why are you doing this to yourself why are you why am I doing this to my body yeah and I've noticed how many people go through the same thing that they're like okay I want to work out as much as much as much as much as I can but then the food Uh is not there do you have any advice for those people that move a lot but don't eat well well i think uh a lot somehow movement got associated with oh you know i'll eat this pizza and milkshake now but i can work it off later on the treadmill correct like i don't i that's just such it's something that i think we've all done anyone who struggles with eating and weight which is I think most of most adults struggle with this in America now um so that's such an unhealthy way of thinking it's it's gotta start from the plate and then movement is just another healthy thing you can do in your life uh my trainer that I worked with a while ago, he would always say that abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, that couldn't be further from, I mean, that couldn't be like, it's so true. It's so true. Um, what you eat is really what you are. And movement is just another key aspect of having a healthy lifestyle. So I think if you look at it that way, it becomes a lot harder to justify eating food that's not good for your body. I think uh, some of that food is good for your soul and we should eat it from time to time. 
but you know, it cannot constitute the majority of our diet. What we should eat mostly is whole foods and plants. And I'm not saying eating meat or dairy is bad, but the amounts that most people eat is far exceeds what should be consumed. So I love creating awareness around plants tasting and being good and fulfilling. Oh, awesome to hear that. Now, what, what, how do you get started? Because, you know, you mentioned um, abs are made in the kitchen and, you know, it all, it starts from the, from the plate and then movement is another layer of living a healthy lifestyle. Um, how do you get started? Like say, for example, that someone doesn't know how to cook, but they, that person has the intention of, Hey, I want to change my lifestyle. I want to start eating healthy, like healthier. How do you, what would be your recommendation for them? What do you, what to buy in the grocery store? Um, or, you know, what, what would you say? Uh, so, I personally start, I, I'm not somebody who has abs. I have some, uh, having abs is extremely difficult. I should probably not even use that as an analogy. It's almost kind of unnatural for most people to have those. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> when you're talking about being healthy and like staying fit and that kind of thing, uh, I start my day with a smoothie And I think that's something really easy to put together that almost everyone can do. The danger with smoothies is that sometimes they can be loaded with sugar. So you have to be really careful. Uh, I get frozen fruit. That's easy. It's available year round. And then I often make nut milk, which uh, you can do really easily by soaking nuts or seeds like I use hemp seeds most recently a cup of hemp seeds with a quart of filtered water put it in a blender and then I just keep the pulp in there because I'm putting it in smoothies so I shake it in the morning and I put a cup of that in the, in the blender with a little bit of frozen fruit uh, a piece of ginger which you can peel and cut into pieces and keep in your freezer And that will, uh, you know, it's very quick access in that case. And then uh, I'll usually use cinnamon and cardamom, whatever spices you'd like, and a half a banana and green powder and protein powder. And using those things, like you'll be full till lunch. That's the kind of, that's the goal with the smoothie. And it probably has about, three to four hundred calories in it so that's the, that's the start of my day it's really okay. easy and then lunch is a big salad so if you're making it the night before or if you're making it at lunchtime I take a stainless steel bowl and a mandolin which can be dangerous, but I think it's well worth uh, learning how to use a mandolin. It's a slicing device that you use. Your, it's not a machine. You slice the stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just making sure that the listeners know what that is. Um, and I just take, 
Yeah, I take whatever I have in my fridge. So I'll have, you know, a bunch of vegetables, carrots, beets, lettuce, all those things. The lettuce I'll just break up into the bowl. Um, and then all the other vegetables, I just slice it into the bowl on that mandolin. And the thin slices uh, make the vegetables really satisfying. And then maybe you throw in a couple nuts, a little vinegar, a little oil. And that's lunch. That's lunch every day. And uh, then dinner's small. Something small, change it up. Uh, you can make, you know, rice in a batch for like a week with some beans and uh, more vegetables. That's kind of how it goes when I'm at my highest performance diet wise do you feel the need um again to eat a snack or yeah i i eat snacks uh and if a snack is something that's gonna be a bit filling so if i eat an apple i'll have some raw nut butter with it if i eat uh what else do i go for Usually, it's usually a piece of fruit and then some nut butter. That's my snack. Or mm-hmm. carrots and homemade hummus. Mm-hmm. Or you can buy hummus. And there's so many varieties now. Really easy go-to. I like to yeah. make it because you can uh, control the amount of oil and other added ingredients that are in it that way. Now, does this take a lot? of time because I now that I'm thinking like I don't know if the listeners are like oh I don't know how long will this take to make you know? to make everything that you just mentioned make everything that I just mentioned uh the smoothie is so easy so you have the frozen fruit you buy one large piece of ginger and peel it and cut it into pieces and stick it in your freezer it takes probably five to seven minutes to do that um and then bananas I'll let them get super ripe on my counter and then I break them in half and put them in a plastic bag and stick them in the freezer and I keep reusing that same plastic bag because it's just bananas that's going into it Um, and then the nut milk you soak those seeds like if you do hemp milk you just soak a cup of seeds overnight and then the next day blender and then I don't even strain it really because it's all going into the smoothie but then it's ready for you I put a cup each day and so a quart that you'll make with that one cup of hemp seeds will last you for four days so it's a pretty streamlined process and then uh, green powder I get greens plus and then I use warrior blend protein powder and uh, it is a bit expensive at the front of it, but there's, you know, there's 30 plus servings in it and it's really good quality, raw plant-based protein. Now, what if, what if someone doesn't want to add the protein? Then you don't have to, but I think uh, you'll find that you'll be hungrier earlier. Because of the lack of protein. Because the protein is filling. It's more filling to you. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. It gives your body more stuff to work with. Okay. Now, do you teach classes? Uh, I do every once in a while. I taught one at Whole Foods not too long ago, um, doing uh, several plant-based dishes for, I think it was Labor Day, so it was a while ago. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I just came back from a retreat that happened in... Starbrook? No, uh, I did that one, yes. But since that, we did a retreat. uh, The owner of Ahimsa Yoga Studio had a retreat and invited me to be the chef for that weekend and that was a really great experience great now i know you have the logan square farmers market coming up september 23rd so this yeah. Sunday from yeah. 10 to 3 yes there's um, three three markets that i'll be at for the rest of the season perfect that's um i see september 23rd nachos yeah okay so nachos on like Logan Square Farmers Market September 23rd from 10 to 3 p.m. Yeah, everybody gets up. Okay, perfect. Um, now, what can we expect um, from that Logan Square Farmers Market? So I have been up to this point doing a soba noodle salad with seasonal produce and I'll do one other dish that has rotated through the season. I usually do one baked good and then I have granola for sale. And so this, the uh, turnout has been pretty consistent and I wanted to ramp it up. So I'm thinking nachos might be a good way to do that, but they're going to be plant-based nachos. So in Mm. place of cheese, I'm going to do a cauliflower, sweet potato cheese sauce. And then I'll be making a vegan chili and uh, other toppings using market ingredients. So it'll be, other than the tortilla chips, which are fried, uh, it's going to be pretty like hearty, healthy kind of snack meal that you can share, walk around and share with somebody or have to yourself. Great. The homemade granola um, for uh, the listeners, ratlarder.com slash products. Yeah. Um, the homemade granola, that is, is that something that I can eat for breakfast or is that more like a snack or? So um, you can definitely eat it as a snack, which I find a little bit dangerous because the bag can disappear really quickly and it's mm. a very, it's a very calorie dense uh granola like granola just is a calorie dense energy packed snack so you know maybe measure it out in advance and only eat that but um i've used it for breakfast a lot and it's amazing like just what i've discovered recently is that you can make overnight oats with it So you take a quarter cup of the granola and then a half cup of that nut milk that you're using for smoothies. So, you know, one day you don't want a smoothie, you want something else. You have the overnight oats. Um, So the quarter cup of granola, the half cup of nut milk, stick it in the refrigerator uh, overnight. And then the next day, 
it's ready to go. You don't need to add anything because all the flavor is already there in the granola with the dried fruit and the nuts. So it's like a really easy breakfast that you can make in advance and just grab and go in the morning. Great. I'm I'm thinking of buying and putting it on um, Greek yogurt or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's a great. As a snack. I'm, I'm thinking about that. Um, and I know there you have a lot of recipes too on your website, which I think like that's super awesome. Yeah, I'll be um, uploading more in the next couple of days um, from the retreat that I just came back from, and uh, a couple of others that I've been waiting to post because of pictures. Perfect. But yeah. Perfect. Now, um, what are the challenges that you face in the industry? Do you uh, face any challenges? Like, is there someone that, or like people that are like, hey, you know what? I, I don't need a plant-based diet. Um, definitely. Just... Um, I think that plant-based is just hitting the scene of Chicago. And it's often met with, uh, I don't know, sort of a negative attitude from, from animal product lovers. But a lot of people are also really curious and they're really happy to have a plant-based meal, even if they're eating meat and dairy. It's nice to like take a break from that stuff every now and again. Now, do you have people that, you know, reach out to you and that they are interested in working with you, but they're not necessarily um, vegan or vegetarian and they just, you know, they, they also want to add Yeah, definitely. Um, so I did a wedding in the beginning of July and the couple was vegetarian, not vegan. And so they wanted their wedding food to be vegetarian. And we wound up doing lasagna and their cake was vegetarian, not vegan. I, I was able to do that for them. Um, I can cook all of the things. But mm. but I like it if it's focused on plant-based. So if somebody wants to have vegetarian or even have meat at their event, as long as there's a lot of vegetable-containing sides and whatnot that come along with whatever it is, then, you know, that's an event that I can be proud of doing. Great. Now, do you try the meat? Um, you know, I did a I did a wedding. It was a rehearsal dinner a few months, a couple months ago, and there was roast chicken on the menu. And I actually I had somebody else taste it. Um, I did not taste it, and they thought it was great. I thought it looked great. It didn't really need to be tasted. Mm -hmm. to to prove that to myself. So I did not taste it, but if it, if it came down to it, I sure would. I, I have to send out a product that I know is how it should be. And the only real way to do that is by tasting it. So I haven't had to yet, but I would for sure. I mean, it's been one year of not eating meat. And for me, the point is not to not to like not I, I don't know how to put it exactly 
for me the point is not to ju- to like abstain from all animals uh exclusively like you know be so firm on it it's mm-hmm. more to create an awareness that plants can be good and that they can be fulfilling and you don't need those things those animal products in order to make food that way so uh I've gone to an extreme of having all the food that I prepare being vegan for my business. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that, um, I don't know. (laughs) That, that that's the way to go. Is that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying like, I'm not trying to exclude anyone. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be exclusionary with what I'm doing. I'm trying to be actually approachable with plant-based cuisine. Yeah. No, so- and I, I think, I, I honestly, I really, I am, I am not vegan, but I really love what you're doing. Because oh, cool. it's creating an awareness of, of what's going on you know, in the world, not yeah. necessarily only in the world, but also uh, because I try to be, I try to be vegan for a couple of months and my body, I was like doing a lot of things like moving, moving so much. I'm also yeah. a, a dancer. Yeah. And so like at some point my body was like, Hey, I think I have to eat a little bit of meat sometimes. Uh-huh. And I changed that instead of meat, it was fish. Now I don't need meat unless my mom does something, you know, when I visit her, but yeah. I, I try to eat fish instead. And so, but my body needed that. And mm-hmm. so I think, um, I guess for the listeners there is, well, one thing is that every time that I eat, I really pay attention to how my body reacts and like mm-hmm. how my body feels after that. So rather than working out or just moving because I want to look good, I think first about inward, like how do I feel? Yeah. Do you feel good? So, yeah, you bring up you bring up a good point. Um, I think that everyone needs to find out what's right for them. Like nothing's going to be absolutely end all be all for every person, you know, Mm -hmm. so you have to find out what's right for you. And for me personally, I've really been thriving on a vegetarian vegan diet. Um, And it's been one year and I think I'm going to continue I'm going to continue in this way because I feel really good but I know that some people actually I think you know they do need to eat meat and for them then that's what they should do so and the the idea that your business opens the doors to you know inclusive inclusivity I like that I like that in the fact that you're also creating awareness um because yes I mean the U.S. it's it's there's a lot of fast food yeah fast food unhealthy diets So, so yeah it's about raising awareness and then also just drawing attention to the amount of animal products people tend to consume which can be way more than necessary. Yes. And uh, my reasons for going in this direction are mostly environmental 
like uh, the animal industry takes a huge toll on our environment because of the quantities that we're consuming. If we all just ate less, um, I think eventually the problem would not be as drastic as it is now. I wanted to, before I ask you the last three questions, I wanted to ask you one question. Um, or I guess it's more like something that I saw the other day. There is this comedian, a uh, French comedian. His name is Gadel Malé. Mm-hmm. And he was just, I guess, kind of laughing. It was a joke. Um, he found a bar and the bar had, the ingredients was three eggs white, three, two apples, uh, I cannot remember. It was something like three eggs whites, two apples, and something else. Mm-hmm. And so he took a picture of um he he uh put the um, the bar on top of the plate. Mm-hmm. And he said like, "Why?" You know, he could not understand. According to him, he was not able to understand why instead of eating the bar. Why can, you know, why can that person or why can that person cannot cook those two eggs and two apples? Mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think some of us these days lead a lifestyle where it's always grab and go. And so I think those products are really good for people who need something they don't have to it takes the thinking out of the equation mm-hmm. to just grab it and they're ready to go i don't think it's the best thing to eat it's not like the best thing uh like it's not like the first choice if you're able to then for sure you should cook those things or you know eat those whole ingredients but mm-hmm. when you're in a time crunch those bars uh can be pretty good Uh, some of these bars, though, you know, careful with the sugar. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of these bars have other ingredients that you don't want in them. Uh, even if it's fruit sugar, it can still be a lot. Like some of those uh, date bars, bars that are made almost entirely of dates and nuts. Those have a lot of sugar. Each date has seven grams of sugar in it. So if you're relying on that as your snack, all the time like that's a lot of sugar to be having um unless you're really active you shouldn't really be eating that as a snack i would say great okay perfect now uh megan did you move today yeah perfect what did you do of course um i did yoga this morning And uh, I've committed to doing the Ashtanga practice through the month of September every day, um, other than the moon days, which people who practice Ashtanga will take off. So that's the new moon and the full moon. I think the next moon day is on Monday. So it's been a good month so far. And my diet has made it so my practice has gotten better. Uh, Do you have any 
do you have any, um, what would you say to those, to, to some people that, you know, that they that don't practice yoga? What, why would you say that? I mean, I, I, I'm sure like if you're still practicing yoga, if you are still practicing yoga, it is because there is something in the practice that uh, keeps us going. So again, I would say you have to find what's what movement is right for you. I don't think mm-hmm. that I don't think that any movement is right for everyone. You Great. know, you have to find what's right for you. But I think that that being said, I think that um, yoga is one of those things that uh, can benefit everyone. Pretty much, there's something. There's some movement in yoga that everyone is able to do pretty, pretty much. If not with your body, then with your mind using doing meditation. Um, so I encourage people to go out and try it. Um, find a good place, one that one that also explores spirituality a little bit the spiritual side of yoga and drawing inward um try a class in one of those environments and uh, i think it's a, a good thing for everyone to at least try if not practice regularly and i know i understand it's hard to get into it because A lot of people seem to have a conception of what yoga is supposed to look like, Mm -hmm. but uh, it's really for each individual. It's not about, you know, having the best downward dog. It's about what you feel and experience in that pose. Great. I love the answer. What's movement for you? What's movement for me? What do you mean by this? If you were to define movement. Mm, okay. Movement. What's movement for you in a couple of sentences? Uh, movement. <laughs> Without using the word itself. <laughs> mm. um, I think it's using your body to put out energy so when you move a part of your body you're putting out energy from your body it's a it's a way to get rid of or use energy great that's my on the spot definition (laughs) now what's how can we find you on social media Ah, I've got a Facebook page, The Radical Larder, you can find um, Instagram at Rad Larder, R-A-D-L-A-R-D-E-R, and uh, my website, radlarder.com, R-A-D-L-A-R-D-E-R.com. Any um, events coming up? I know we mentioned the Logan Square uh, Farmer's Market this Sunday. Yeah, the Farmer's Market's coming up this Sunday and then every other week through uh, October 
first, I believe. And then uh, the 14th. Hold on. The 14th from 12 to 3. Yeah, I have uh, a pop-up yoga brunch where they have yoga each Sunday morning at Beguile Brewery. And then I'll be doing brunch food immediately following that, starting at 12. And if you buy a ticket to the yoga, you get a beer with that purchase. And uh, I'll be selling my food a la carte. Oh, perfect. Is that, um, where is that located again? It's right off of Irving Park on Kyler. Okay. Which is C-U-Y-L-E-R. Okay. So are you going to be teaching the yoga class too, or is it? No, uh, someone else teaches the yoga class. And from what I hear, the instructors are very good for that. And mm-hmm. I have, um, I've met them and they seem pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be set up in the tap room following the yoga. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Um, anything else, Megan, that you would like to share uh, with the listeners? Mm. Uh, I'm excited to have this opportunity to talk about my business and, and ideas. And I'm really glad that you've all tuned in today. And I hope that you all try yoga and come out and try one of my plant-based dishes soon. Great. Thank you very much, Megan. Thank you for your time. I'll make sure to go ahead right now and get some, um, get some homemade granola. And oh, great. Yeah, I'm like, I love yogurt, so I'm like, let me see if I can put some granola there. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yes, I want to, I want to, I want to acknowledge you for what you're doing right now and I just love that idea that you have bringing movement and uh, food together because I think movement and food are so connected that my opinion is that it's something that we cannot separate yeah I agree with that so thank you very much again and uh, thanks for all of you listening if you have any questions feel free to reach out or you can always um check the ratlarder.com and feel free to email megan and tell yes, us you love about it sounds great perfect all right have a good one thank you thank very you much so again. Much, andrea